The 144,000 are people chosen by God and sing a song that only they can sing. Very interesting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hember. I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV. We are talking about Revelation 14. Oh my goodness, this is absolutely stunning as we look at this. We're going to do that in about three minutes, so stay there. Corey is coming along, Corey. I'm going to talk with you a little bit about the new year today. Ryan? Today, my study involves John's vision of Jesus Christ on a white horse. It's going to be a good one. All right. And also, if you don't have an app, you can get an app. They're free of charge. Go to the app store, get it free. Bible Discovery TV. It's very, very interesting. You can watch this program on your phone. Many of you are. So there you go. Janice? Today, I'm much like Corey. I'm going to be talking about the year that we've had and the year coming up. All right, so this is all coming up today on Bible Discovery TV. Get your Bible guide out. Let's focus on this and listen to what God is saying to our hearts. Revelation 14, 1 through 8. Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him one hundred and forty-four thousand, having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. They sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn that song except the hundred and forty-four thousand who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These were redeemed from among men, being firstfruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and springs of water. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Revelation chapter 14, verses 1 through 8. Revelation 14, 15, and 16. Now, this is really important to read and understand today. So we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us. You see, the Bible tells us the 144,000 are from the 12 tribes of Israel, with the exception of Dan and including the tribe of Levi, who are dedicated, these 144,000, to following the Lamb wherever he goes. From this, we can infer that the 144,000 are true Israelites. After the tribes of Israel are named, the Bible contrasts this with the immeasurable multitude of Gentiles 
from all the nations, tribes, and tongues. Now, who are these Israelites who have been redeemed from the earth? Well, I actually believe that they are Messianic Jews. In fact, God's evangelists who are tasked to bring his message in a time of Jacob's trouble. They are dedicated to spreading the gospel around the world at this time when so many are rebelling against God. We also learn that we, these 144,000 are standing on Mount Zion with the Lamb of God and have his name written on their foreheads. Now, this is very interesting because this is a time when people will define who they serve and worship by marks on their foreheads and on their hands. So we need to apply ourselves to understanding this, that we are in that time. John himself is seeing this from heaven's point of view. The 144,000 are very, very important. I've heard many theories on this. You know, somebody told me, well, it's this people and that people. And I said, well, what does the Bible say? Well, they're from Israel, but I know, but they're this. No, they're from Israel. They're from the Bible. The Bible says they're from these tribes. And so I believe what the Bible says. And even though the Bible is speaking in heaven's point of view, I believe that it's clear. Now, as we focus on this, take your Bible guide and turn to it because we're going to read it. It's fascinating. And Father, I pray today as we do that, that you would help us with the power of your Holy Spirit to come into our hearts and teach us to listen to you. Because Father, these next three days are very important, today, tomorrow, and Friday. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' wonderful name. And we said together, amen and amen. Make it so, may it be so. Amen and amen. Make it so, may it be so. All right. Revelation 14. One to three. What does it say? Let's look. Then I looked and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion with him, 144,000 having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters and like the voice of a loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps and they sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one, no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were, were redeemed from the earth. Now, this is absolutely stunning. 100, the 144,000 or 144,000 are redeemed from the earth and sing a song only they can sing. They have a special calling on their life, beloved. Listen carefully. The Bible tells us what's going to happen. The Bible speaks to us that God is going to choose them. And at that time, the Lord will make them understand that this is what they're going to do. They're going to identify themselves. And when it's over, they're going to sing a song. And the only, the song they can, only they can sing, I don't know what it sounds like, but John probably heard them sing it. So he knows what it sounds like, but he couldn't learn it because the Lord speaks through music. The Lord speaks through music. Sometime we'll talk about that in the next year. 
when we get on music in the book of Psalms. Really interesting. Anyway, let's read on. This is Revelation 14, verse 4. Here we go. It says, These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are not, they are, sorry, they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit. Now, do you understand what he's saying? In their mouth was found no deceit. Oh my goodness, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Okay. The 144,000 are people who have not participated in what we would call a normal life here on earth and social media. With God, the timing of these people is key. You know, when we think about it, social media is so interesting, isn't it? And how many truths do you think are really told on social media? I mean, how many truths do people just say because they know the truth? Very few. Very few. But these people, truth was in their mouth. God had anointed them and gifted them with the ability to speak the truth. That's, I'm just going to let you sit on that for a while. That's something important to remember. We need to pray, God, help us to speak the truth and only the truth and not make stuff up. Help us to do that, Lord. All right, let's go on. Revelation 14, let's go to verse 6. Here's what verse 6 says. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel, the forever got the forever good news, the everlasting good news to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, to every tribe, to every tongue and people saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him. For the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth. Okay. He's the one who made this. He's the one who made the stars. He's the one who made heaven. He's the one who made earth. He made the sea and the springs of the water. And another angel followed saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. That great city because she has made all nations drink of the wine and of the wrath of her fornication. Brings me to this point. An angel proclaims the good news of Christ to the world. God makes his redemption known to everyone to fear God and give him glory to receive his judgment. A lot of people ask this question. How can I receive God's judgment? We're not made to be judged, but... We are. God himself judges our life. Now, if you have Jesus Christ in your life, when God looks at you, he doesn't see who you really are. He sees Jesus Christ covering you because Jesus Christ has my life. And I say, thank you, Lord, for taking my life. Oh, that's so good. You don't see my life and how I really am, but you see Jesus Christ who took me over. Come to Jesus Christ today. There's nothing you can do to please God except Accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
Hi, Rod Hembry. We go through the Bible in one year. It's exciting. It's great. And you can join us by searching Bible Discovery TV on your phone. That's right, on your phone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And when you do so, you'll find the app. You can download the app and watch it anytime you want. Never miss a program right here on Bible Discovery TV. We'll see you there. Okay, so I know our assigned reading today is Revelation chapters 14 through 16, but I actually want to jump ahead a little bit to chapter 19, because in this chapter, John has a stunning vision of the coming Lord Jesus Christ. And there's so much of John's description that we could focus on, but today I really want to specifically talk about what he sees on his head. John says in verse 12, his eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. Now, the last time that we saw Jesus wearing a crown, it was made of thorns. But now John doesn't see a thorny crown, and he doesn't just see one crown, but many crowns. And the question is, what is the significance of that? Well, that's what we're going to find out. Although just one week earlier, he had made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem as the king of the Jews, Jesus was now being horrifically beaten and scourged at the hands of the Romans in preparation for his crucifixion. Respect spiraled quickly into ridicule as the soldiers stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. Then when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. That the Romans placed a crown of thorns upon the head of Jesus to mock him is appropriate, since from the earliest periods of history, chaplets of leaves were bestowed upon heroes who had conquered on the field of battle, and later also upon Olympic champions. Hence the crown of thorns mimicked these wreaths of triumph, as well as of the golden crowns of kings. However, to the ignorance of the world, this wasn't a defeat, but a victory, because the Messiah's life wasn't being taken, but rather it was being given. The Son of God and the very Creator of the world had willingly traded his heavenly crown for a crown of scorn, which literally bore one of the identifying marks of the cursed creation, thorns and thistles. However, this wasn't the end, but the beginning, a new beginning. In fact, Jesus' victory over sin and death was foreseen and declared many years earlier. For example, Psalm 132 verse 18 says of the triumphant Messiah, but upon himself his crown shall flourish. A particularly vivid metaphor when one considers the ancient practice of bestowing chaplets of leaves on champions and victors of war. Also, the Apostle John saw and describes the coming Jesus in Revelation chapter 19. One of the things he noted was his head. On it was no longer a crown of thorns, but instead many crowns. Significantly, in ancient times, Monarchs who claimed authority over more than one country wore more than one crown. The king of Egypt, for example, wore united crowns of Upper and Lower Egypt. And when Ptolemy Philometor entered Antioch as a conqueror, he wore a triple crown, two for Egypt and the third for Asia. Yet John saw him who was king of kings and lord of lords, and on his head were many crowns. Thus, in a beautiful figure, the universal dominion of our blessed Lord is set forth. So Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords and creator of everything, exchanged his heavenly crown for a crown of thorns. 
And remember, thorns are a part of the curse on the creation. So by bearing the thorns, he was bearing the curse. And while the world believed that Jesus had been defeated, it was in actual fact a win because it was by his death that he was able to defeat sin. What's more, when he rose three days later, he also defeated death once and for all. Jesus is alive and he is sitting at the right hand of the Father God in heaven. And the next time he comes, he won't be coming as a lamb led to the slaughter, but as a conqueror and as a king. And John sees the coming Christ and he's wearing many crowns, signifying his complete and total authority over everything and everyone. His coming is sure. The only question now is, are you ready? I think that's important, Ryan, because uh, the, the, the question is, are you ready? Do you know, do you understand that Jesus Christ is the Lord? And a lot of people don't really think that through, Corey. They don't really think through this idea that God is the Lord and that that, that requires because we are sinful people. Sin is not something that we talk about. It's not something that we make a big deal about, but it is big. Mm -hmm. It's a problem. And you have to deal with the sin in your life. You've got to deal with it. How do you deal with it? You come to Jesus Christ and you say, I can't do anything about this, but I know you did everything for me. And I think that's important to remember. And revelation is about Jesus Christ. A lot of people think, oh, don't talk about revelation because everybody has a description of revelation. Hold on. People like to fight over it. Yeah. They do. But at the beginning of Revelation, there's a statement in chapter one that says, blessed is the man mm -hmm. who reads the words of this prophecy. At the end, it says, don't take the words out. Your name will be removed and don't add words in yeah. because the plagues will be added to you. So it's, it's a description of Jesus Christ and how he is dealing with sin. I find that fascinating. And how he's victorious, ultimately. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, if, if, we, if we go on and we begin to learn that, we will take a better view of Revelation. So many people have a not a good view of Revelation because they get confused by it because people make it so complicated. But it's simple when you understand who Jesus Christ is. It really yeah. is. The, the outcome is definitely... That we, we, we all agree on the same outcome, right? Christ That's is what victorious I'm talking about. and he's coming back. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a gentleman who sang in our church for a long time, and he said, I read the back of the book, and we win. And Fair it's enough. true. Fair enough, though it is very important to also read the in-between bits. Absolutely. Because <laughs> well, it's very difficult to understand the end if you haven't read the beginning and the middle, right? That's right. But speaking of understanding things... I don't really have a segment today. I just kind of wanted to talk to you, to you guys about, I, it's been a really good year and we're really close to the end of the year. And uh, my husband's not with us today. He was here on, on the Christmas programs, uh, but he's with me every Saturday. We do the weekend show. We release that on our YouTube channel, which is my name. It's Corey Babechko. Uh, but he works with me really closely on developing the YouTube, our YouTube channel. And um, we really see it as an extension of Bible discovery. Um, of our website and, and we see it as a place to evangelize. We see it as a place of outreach and we're really excited about it. And we're really trying to focus in on um, growing it in a helpful way to people. It's not about numbers for us. We don't, we, it's not about that, but it's about trying to really help people and, and, and develop resources, free resources that are, are helpful. So in that vein, if you are a partner with our ministry, if you would just pray for us as we do that, I would so, so appreciate it. But another way that you could really help would be 
your ideas and your questions uh, and and things that you've always been curious about the Bible or about history or uh, about Christianity, if you would send those to me, either pop on over to my YouTube channel and write them in the comment section of our newest videos that I'll, I'll be sure to see them. Or you could always email me. Uh, my email address here, my work address is Corey at BibleDiscoveryTV.com. Uh, me and my husband and um, Becca, my sister-in-law who runs the office, she also has access to that email account. So we we will see it. We will read it. I can't guarantee that we'll get to every question, but I am so curious to know what your thoughts are on what you think would be helpful, not only to you and your family, but also to the broader Christian community of topics that we could really delve into and spend some time with. So very important. Yeah. I think, and it's, it's important that we uh, identify that uh, the website is also a place where you can subscribe at the Absolutely. bottom of the website and I get your articles. They're yeah, there's awesome. a lot of resources there. And that's, we're, we're trying to really put a lot of effort into more free resources for people to get it into their hands. Yeah, you know? and your husband does a great job at writing the articles and answering yeah. the questions. He spends a lot of time, very thoughtful time in, in, in prayer and study. Yeah. writing those articles. So and and Ryan also, who spends a lot of time on these articles and deals with a lot of things that people have challenges with. So your uh, YouTube site is Ryan Hembry. Yeah, it's right? just my just name. Yep. At Ryan Hembry. That's yeah, yeah we're po posting pretty regularly. In the new year, we're going to be posting every week. So, wow. Yeah, that'll be, it's, it's, a, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. very, very good. Now, yeah. we have Bible Discovery TV at... Uh, the YouTube site, and we have Pastor Rod Hembry at the YouTube site. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be posting a video every week. I've been starting to do that already. But uh, sorry, Janice, I didn't mean to. No, you didn't. You didn't. I, this is sort of where my segment was going to be as well. Just talking um, to you guys and to you at home trying to find the right camera <laughs> to you at home, um, because this is who we are. This is this family um, and our staff. Our staff really is our extended family, as are you. And um, we love God's word. We love God. And God has impacted us as a family and as individuals. And um, we would so encourage you and we want to thank you, too, those of you who have joined us through this year. Uh, you've been very encouraging to us. Uh, we love your letters. We love hearing your comments. We love your questions. Emails. And, and emails. As Corey has said, we might not be able to handle each one, um, but we, we do our best. And unfortunately, there's only uh, 24 hours and seven days a week. If we could extend that, we would, because we do need some sleep. And we're not a big organization. No, we're so, not. What you, you see know. is what you get. And um, But we, we love the Lord, and we really do encourage you to join us again next year. You know what? We're getting so close to the end of the year. And if this is your first time, and you're coming so close to reading through the Bible for the very first time, congratulations. Oh, my goodness. What a wonderful accomplishment. And um, you know what? It's not one of those books that you should just read once. You should start with us again or get a reading program and go through the Bible again. This will be, I believe, in 2024, it will be our 34th year going through the Bible. Of course, it was uh, hosted by your father off the, off the beginning. Yep. From and, 1990. Uh, from 1990 called Project 90. Yep. And it has changed names over the years. And some of you have been with us for that long. 
And、um, but the purpose has stayed the same. The purpose is the same, and、uh, we just want to encourage you, and we want to thank you、uh, for being such a great part of what we do. And and I don't know if any of you have any comments in the last、uh, couple of minutes. And it, you I know, do. You do. I <laughs> do. always do. I do. <laughs> you always、uh, do. My comment. I have two comments. My first comment is.、Uh, This is very much like the family dinner table、mm-hmm. because I remember when we were growing up, and those two were having their discussions. And the third one, who's in the control room right、Brandon. now, direct,、yes. he was eating his food, sitting there next to us, and quiet, you know.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, but it just it's it's just grown to in front of the camera, and I'm、yes. just I'm just amazed at how God did that. That's、mm-hmm. my first comment. My second comment, Ryan, hold it up. Yeah, this is our giveaway. Tell oh, us about oh. it. Yeah, well, so I. I had forgot that we were talking about the new year, and it、right. slipped my mind. But、uh, this is coming out soon. This is called the World by Design Part Three.、Uh, these are interviews. I talked about a little bit about this a couple weeks ago. These are some interviews I conducted recently with some scientists, and I'm actually going to be sharing some of these interviews with you、uh, starting in the January programs. But just uh, uh, keep your eyes out for this.、Uh, I'll let you know on the program here when it is available. But、uh, just wanted to the World by Design Three.、Mm-hmm. That's right. That's What it's called, and and I was there for for that, and it was absolutely, I would th- those are the best interviews. You, they they just unleashed. It was incredible. So the scientists we met. I mean, I, I and I didn't even know. I sat down and talked to a guy, and he was talking to me about things. I knew he was from Australia. I didn't know who he was. I didn't realize that he gets up on the stage afterwards. I was surprised. He's the editor. Of Creation Mag、mm-hmm. or the、uh, publisher、yeah. of Creation Magazine and the editor, and I was like. You're kidding me! So I mean, it really is good, and、uh, these guys were just absolutely wonderful.、Mm-hmm. So this is a good one, and part three because you've done two more, but the、yeah. part three is is one of the better ones. So write for it, look for it.、Uh, it's coming up, and make sure that you get a hold of that because it's going to be something that you're going to want to keep around for all your friends to watch too. All right, we'll see you later. The Roku Channel is a great little box that you buy at Walmart or Best Buy or somewhere like that, and you put it on your TV and it hooks the internet up to your TV. And when you go to it, the Roku box, you can actually look for Bible Discovery TV, Bible Discovery, and you can find our app. It's on Roku. It's been there for ten years. Also on Fire Stick, Amazon Fire Stick. That's good too. And so I would encourage you to do so. Today we pray, Lord, help me to talk to others about how you changed me.